Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded, the podcast that looks at the mental, emotional, and psychological components of endurance sports to try and uncover what it is that drives athletes to be their best. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at Thomas Endurance Coaching. And on this episode, I talk with Carrie Jackson Cheadle. Carrie is a certified mental performance consultant, uh, and she's worked with everyone from recreational athletes to elite and professional athletes. Um, She's also the director of mental skills training program for the Diabetes Training Camp, where she specializes in working with individuals with type 1 diabetes. Um, She is the co-host of the Injured Athletes podcast, which I can't recommend enough. Uh, It is a tremendous resource on topics very similar to those that we cover on Endurance Minded, uh, and her and her co-host do a really great job of hosting that podcast. Um, She is most recently the co-author of a book by the name of Rebound, Training Your Mind to Bounce Back Stronger from Sports Injuries. Um, Again, a a great resource and a book that I think really needed to be written. Uh, Her and uh, her co-author dive into um, to what it really means to uh, to unpack the process of, of being an injured athlete and, and how to uh, to go through that in a way that's productive uh, and healthy and come out the other side uh, a better and stronger athlete. Um, Carrie has offered um, several discounts for listeners to Endurance Minded. Um, there's going to be 30% off from uh, Rebound. Um, we'll put all this in the notes of the podcast um, if you order directly from the publisher's website. Um, she also offers mental um, training packages from her personal website. Uh, If you contact her directly, uh, mention Endurance Minded, uh, you're entitled to 15% off of your first um, mental training package. So lots of great opportunities to take advantage of Carrie's expertise, uh, listen to uh, her thoughts, read her insight about dealing with uh, with injury. Um, So before we dive fully into uh, my chat with Carrie, uh, I want to take a quick second to mention the training camp that uh, TEC is hosting. It is April 29th through May 3rd. We're hosting a five-day all-inclusive training camp um, just outside of San Diego in Chula Vista, California. It's going to be at the Olympic Training Center there, um, and it's going to be a world-class experience. We have everything taken care of. All you have to do is get there. Um, we're going to be doing breakout sessions, skills work, uh, lots of beautiful riding in the in the mountains outside of uh, San Diego. Um, we have chefs and nutritionists on site. Um, so spots are limited. Um, check it out. You can go uh, to thomasendurancecoaching.com for all the details. Um, also, while you're there, check out uh, check out our blog. We just released a really great um a uh, piece of content on the uh, on the website for uh, proper strength training uh, during the uh, during the off season. So tons of great resources there. Check out thomasendurancecoaching.com and please enjoy my chat with Carrie Jackson Cheadle. Hey Carrie, thanks so much for being on the show. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> how's, uh, how's how's 2020 uh, getting kicked off for you? It's good. I did start off, you know, with getting sick, but other than that, it's been pretty great. (laughs) I think that's kind of the, uh, you know, it's kind of par for the course, right? You either, you either feel like it's a big win when you dodge it, or you feel like you're kind of in the same boat as everybody else when you, when you get it right. Like exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm really excited to chat. Um, for those, uh, who don't, 
Um, haven't had the opportunity to, to hear you speak or to listen to your podcast or read your books. Um, why don't you, uh, just give us kind of a brief introduction of, uh, of who you are and, uh, and, and what your specialty is. And, and then we can kind of dive into, uh, to some questions. Yeah. So I, my name is Carrie Jackson Cheadle and I'm a mental skills coach and I have the unbelievable privilege of working with exercisers and athletes and teams all on the psychological aspects that influence our performance. So just like people have their physical coach or their tactical coach, um, I get to come in and be the mental coach and help people with um, performing to their potential and removing some of the obstacles that we end up putting on ourselves um, around limiting beliefs and the tools we have for managing anxiety. Um, like, you know, a lot of the things I get to work on with athletes, we don't always think about them as skills, um, like confidence and focus and, and goal setting and visualization, but they, um, they are all skills. And so I get to help people sort of assess what are the things that are keeping them from accomplishing their goals on that part, and then build some tools to help them perform more consistently, um, and find more joy in the process of doing it as well. And then I also specialize in working with endurance athletes and athletes that are coming back from injury. Um, and then I also specialize in working with athletes that are living with diabetes. So I get to do all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, I am so, uh, I played the chat and I've, I've been lucky enough to be at conferences with you several times and hear you talk and, uh, and have read a lot of the stuff that you've put out. And, um, and, and as you can imagine, uh, because what you do is, is really kind of the, the topic, I guess, of, of this podcast is something that I'm really interested in as well. And like you said, it's, it's not, uh, always something that athletes, uh, in particular think of as, as the things that we need to work on, right. It's, mm -hmm. it's so we, we kind of so quickly jump to the, to the physical, part, right? Like, you know, how many workouts do I need to do, you know, or what intensity or how hard or how much. And, and, you know, those are kind of the things that I've, you know, so many people go to first when they think about how to improve, um, or, you know, how to kind of maximize their potential. But I, I really think, uh, you know, as I've you know, spent, uh, more and more years as, as a professional coach, um, I, I am more and more of the mindset that it, you know, the, the mental piece is, uh, is, is probably, um, it's certainly just as big, if not bigger than the, than the, than the physical preparation. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm always, uh, excited to hear, hear what you have to say. So, uh, I want to kind of dive in because there's a lot, um, uh, there's a lot that I want to ask you about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the things that I think that I've heard you talk about several times, and I think is, is probably like most kind of on the nose, uh, when it comes to, to, the experiences that I have working with athletes is, um, this kind of idea of, um, like an athlete, uh, athlete or athletic identity, uh, in relation to, to an injured athlete, right? So an athlete mm -hmm. gets injured. Um, and then, and then the struggle, I, I see it happen so often. The struggle is really, okay, well now who, who am I if I'm not, uh, if I'm not, racing, right. Or if I'm not this yep. person or, or if, if that looks differently or feels differently than they're used to, uh, then they're used to it feeling. Um, and yeah. that just is so crushing. Uh, and I'm sure yeah. you're the same thing, but it, you know, so many athletes really struggle with that. And, and unfortunately, you know, maybe, uh, it takes them a long time to bounce back or maybe they never bounce back. So I, I was, can, can you just kind of expand? Cause you're, you're, uh, you know, kind of, your work is 
uh, you go into a lot more detail uh, with that kind of concept. And it's something that I think is, uh, I see it play out so often. So yeah, I don't know if you could just kind of expand maybe on just like tools and, and what kind of your experience with that idea and, and what that, you know, means for athletes. Yeah, I think what's interesting about it is it's really similar to what you were talking about how, you know, because in your sport, it's such a physical thing. So oftentimes that's all we're thinking about is like, well, how can I improve physically? And it makes sense to think about it that way and conceptualize it that way. But anytime you ask an athlete, like, well, how much of your sport is physical and mental? You'll get all different answers, but they'll always say there's a part of it that's mental, but we're not necessarily training that part. Or, or when you think about like the percentage of time that you're spending... Um, in training on physical training versus mental training, the percentages probably aren't the same as the percentage you would put on how much of an impact that has on your performance. And so it's the same with coming back from injury where it's such a physical thing that oftentimes people are getting all kinds of support around the physical piece, but not necessarily the mental aspects that come into play when you are no longer able to do the thing that is a big part of your identity. So when you lose that, I mean, you're exactly right. That's what's what it feels like for a lot of athletes is like, oh my God, well, who am I if mm -hmm. I'm not carry the snowboarder, if I can't run or if I can't use my body in the way that I have been so privileged to be able to use it. Like we, I don't know how to be in the world if I can't do that. And it's really, um, it can, it's, it can be very impactful if you have a high athletic identity and that's a big part of not only how you are in the world and what you do in the world, but also when you get a lot of your self-worth from your identity as an athlete, and you no longer have that. It can be, um, it can be a, a challenging road in that way. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I wanted to write the book rebound and sort of do all these um, different resources for athletes is that I realized, man, they have all kinds of resources for their physical recovery, but not a whole lot of resources for that mental piece. And the time when they need the most support in that place, they often get the least. And so um, right. there's just, and there's so many things you can do that really have a significant impact on your recovery that it, I, it just was like, all right, it's time for this book to be in the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's always, you know, we, we go straight to as, as athletes, we're straight to the, like, what can I do physically? Right. Can I do, uh, you know, physical therapy? Can I stretch? Can I, you know, what part of the body can I address, um, in terms of, you know, the, the, the muscular system or skeletal or whatever, uh, to, to kind of solve this, this injury. But, you know, I see so often athletes, even if you get at that, that part and, and you, you know, you heal, um, oftentimes the, the mental or kind of emotional aspect maybe gets neglected. And, and so on the other side of that injury, their, you know, kind of, uh, their identity or, or how they pursue their sport, uh, is impacted, right. That they, they maybe, you know, have a hard time with that success. Is that something yeah. that you, you know, I, I guess see, or, or, or like what's been your approach when, an athlete is, um, you know, is recovered from injury, but still struggles mentally. Cause I think that that we maybe assume that, that those, that they're both going to heal together. Right. But I, I, it seems right. to be like there's a longer tail for the mental piece than the physical. And so like, what's, yeah. What are your kind of tools or experiences with that? Yeah, it, it's true for some people that, um, 
like you're physically recovered before your confidence has a chance to catch up. And, um, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, f- can be fears around re-injury or fears around, can I trust this part of my body or fears around, am I going to be the same athlete I was before my injury? So there's so many different things to kind of navigate. And it can also feel frustrating to the athlete for many different reasons. W- one, I find it especially challenging when, um, if I'm working with an athlete and they've had the experience of coming through an injury and coming through a fine and not, you know, not really having it shake their confidence. And then all of a sudden they have a different injury and they're struggling and not able mm-hmm. to regain their confidence coming back in and, 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 and they're confused. And that it adds a whole different like emotional layer to the whole thing where they're like, what the hell? I was fine last time. I don't understand. And they, and I think sometimes when athletes have a hard time coming back, they think there's something wrong with them and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you. Like this is a really normal thing to have happen. And sometimes for some reason, there are some, you know, there's different things in play, but there's some injuries that are just harder to come back from mentally than others. And each one is really, really unique. So whatever you're, I can guarantee you this, like if you're out there and you're injured right now, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, I guarantee you, you're not the only athlete that has ever felt that or gone through that. A hundred percent guarantee I can do that. I can guarantee that. Like anything you're feeling, someone else has has gone through that as well. So I think normalizing that sometimes and just like, you're okay and you're going to get through this and let's figure it out. Uh, you know, that uh, there's so much relief in that piece. And then it's figuring out, so where where is the um, gap and what do we need to do in order to get that confidence back? Like, why is there a gap? Where are you feeling that gap? And then what are some of the tools that we can work on in order to help you feel more confident and get back to the place that you know you're physically capable of. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think, uh, um, so often athlete, you know, we're athletes are, are, you know, high performers, right? I mean that, that you know, it, it really, at whatever level you operate on, you're, you're kind of asking more from yourself, from your body than, than most people. And so, you know, I've seen, uh, when athletes get injured, there's this, you know, kind of breakdown where they're maybe confused or wondering why they're not able to, to, you know, why they weren't able to, to remain a a high performer. Right. And I always am kind of an advocate, um, of kind of giving yourself some, some slack, right? Like maybe it's okay, like in that moment, uh, or during your recovery to, to, to kind of, you know, take it in stride and, and know that, you know, that, that the kind of road to success is not, is not linear, right? You don't just, you don't, you don't have to just continually make every day better than the next. Um, what are you like, do you think, is that a good, um, I guess, you know, is that a good approach or, or yeah. should, I, should, should I shut up? <laughs> like, no, no, that's good. <laughs> Cause it's true. I mean, sometimes when you're like, right, it's part of it is I'm always thinking about the timing too of something. Cause sometimes you, you're saying that to an injured athlete and they're like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> like, right. I don't want to hear yeah, what, but there's other times where it's like, there's so much truth in that. Your journey is never linear. And so, for some reason, our brains like to hold on to that idea. Um, so it really is like if you step back and look at that bigger picture, um, I talk about it like uh, it's similar to the hero's journey, right? So if you, mm-hmm. the hero's journey is this concept um, of like, um, you know, when you think about movies like 
um, The Wizard of Oz or Harry Potter or, um, you know, different movies where there's a, um, there's a character that's going through all these different trials and tribulations. And, um, and it's always sort of someone from the ordinary world. And then there's some kind of challenge that's in front of them. And they go through all these trials um, and they're tested and they're challenged. And then they kind of rise to the occasion and come out of it. Um, so sometimes it's similar in that way where it's not linear. It's you, when you step back and look at your journey as an athlete, um, there are going to be times where you're in the middle of that hero's journey. And right now where you're at in that cycle is you're in your challenge, you're in your trials mm-hmm. and tribulations. And that's, and that's part of it. It's part, you know, part of the privilege of being able to call yourself an athlete for long enough. There's a good chance that dealing with an injury is going to be in your story. And it just so happens that this is the time that it's happening to you and no one ever wants it. You would prefer not to have it part of your story, but for many of us, it is a part of the story. And so rethinking how we feel about that time and really seeing it as an, an, oh, this is a normal part of my cycle. And sometimes you come out of that even better for it. And a lot of the athletes talk about that on the Injured Athletes podcast and also in the book that we interviewed, like they, they, the, you know, time and time again, we hear this from different athletes that they're like, I wouldn't want to go through it again and I wouldn't yeah. wish it on anyone, but boy, am I glad that it happened because here, you know, here all of the things that happened from it and it made them a better athlete or it took them on a different road entirely that opened them up to a new world they never thought even was possible for them. So it's, so it is, it's that same thing of like, no, so you can go ahead and keep telling your athletes it's not linear. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> I need I need that affirmation, you know, just yeah, yeah. Not, not push it and uh, telling people stuff they don't need to hear. Um, That's right. So, so for those athletes that have, you know, that you've talked to, they're on the other side of it and, and have had those, those experiences and, and been through their kind of trials and tribulations. Do you, do you find that they had that, um, they had the, the right perspective or, or, you know, kind of during the process, meaning, you know, they, they kind of had a grasp on how to handle it or was that they maybe didn't do a good job. And then on the only, on the other side of it, did did they, were they able to find that perspective? You know, is is it, is, or is it mixed? I don't know. You know, I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, it is mixed. And what I hope is that eventually it'll tip a little bit more in in that direction. Because I would say for the most part, a lot of that doesn't come until after. You right. don't realize sort of what you gained from it and the and how much resilience and strength you actually demonstrated through the process and what you got from it um, until you get to the end, which is natural for any kind of like difficult situation and life challenge that you go through. Oftentimes it's not till later, but sort of knowing this and kind of normalizing some of this stuff and helping people see these different stories of, of resilience and that people, even in the, the worst, you know, depths of their challenge, um, have been able to come out like that, that, that is possible. So if we know going in, that is a possibility and sort of have that idea of like, I really wish this wasn't happening, but it's happening. So can that perspective change as I'm in it instead of waiting until after I've already gone through it? So we've seen both. There's definitely been both. And I've experienced both because Mm -hmm. of the injuries that I've gone through. And that was a big part of my journey was going through a knee injury um, and having surgery and on a torn meniscus and kind of some other stuff and had such a hard time 
regaining confidence um, after that injury and really struggled. And then just so happened to have an injury while I was in the middle of my graduate studies in sports psychology. This was a while ago now, but, um, and I decided at that moment, oh, I'm going to use this as an opportunity from the the second, it ha- almost, not maybe not the second it happened, but a good within like a few hours on the drive home for Tahoe, I was like, I'm going to use this and everything that I'm learning about performance enhancement and sports psychology, I'm going to apply it to this injury and see what happens. And it was like profoundly different, my Mm -hmm. experience from one to the other, like shockingly so where I, it just was, um, I mean, I came back and had the best season ever. And I, and that's not to say I didn't struggle with all these things, but I had the tools to know what to do when I struggled. Um, so it's, um, so although a lot of times you don't get that perspective until the end and you, and even now, like, I don't, want, you know, because I've wrote the book and I've worked with all these athletes. Like I don't necessarily, when I'm just injured and struggling and have a day where I'm like, this sucks and I hate this is happening. Someone to come and be like, well, isn't this a great opportunity for you to practice the stuff in your box, right? Like screw you. No, you know, so you're still going to go through your process. Even I'm going to go through my process. Um, you know, so that's, that's still part of it, but it's also in the other hand, holding onto these tools to know what to do about it. Right. Yeah, I've I've heard you talk about um, this kind of idea, or I guess maybe just reality that we we don't necessarily have control over our initial response, like uh, kind of you know maybe like on impact, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but but we we do or can have control over uh, our response, uh, like like immediately thereafter, which is kind of what you were just describing, right? Is maybe like. Uh, it, it, right after you realized you were injured, you, you you can control that response if you have some perspective. And so, what um, uh, what's uh, you know kind of best practices, I guess, or or you know a good tool um, in your experience to be able to to kind of take charge of that response as soon as possible? Because I think yeah. it, it seems like that it's if you don't get a hold of it quickly, you can really spiral, right? Like I feel like it's almost like a first responder situation, right? Where like if yeah. you don't, if the EMTs don't show up on time, right? It's the it's like life or death, right? And yeah, and, yeah. and it's so yeah. Like what's what's the what's the way to kind of get a jump on that to try to you know mitigate the 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 backlash or you know <laughs> the fallout? Yeah, from that's there. a great analogy. I like that analogy. The, um, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to jump on it so you don't bleed out. So, (laughs) um, so, uh, so, yeah. So the first responder in this situation, really, there's a um, there's a great tool in the book that I talk about that I've used with my athletes um, that I call Go Far. And this this really is kind of like a first responder type situation. Like this is the first thing you want to do, and then there's tools that come later, right? Then there's there's your physical therapy for your brain that comes to build some confidence later. But the kind of that first piece is this um, exercise called go far and far is an acronym for feel, accept, recover. So the first thing you have to allow yourself to do is really feel your feelings and actually feel them to their depth and call out the exact feeling that it is. So our brains have a tendency with our emotions to kind of lump things into like good or bad. Like this is a good feeling. This is a bad feeling. And, And it's important to tease out the actual feeling that you're having so you can touch on that 
and allow yourself to feel that because until you feel it and allow yourself to feel it to its depth, you're not going to get to the next two letters, which is accept and then recover. So you've got to let yourself like feel despair or guilt or fear and the biggest fear and really let yourself or just sad that you're missing out on something that you really were looking forward to and allow yourself to feel that. Because a lot of times we either fight against it and we push it away and we wish it wasn't happening and we f- don't want to feel that emotion because it doesn't feel good or we feed it with a different storyline um, or we continue to feed it with our thoughts and kind of like in a way that that um, keeps putting fuel on the fire, so to speak, instead of allowing yourself to just sit with that emotion. And what's interesting is when you practice this kind of... Um, you know, uh, emotional practice, your, our feelings have a shelf life. Like they're, um, I think sometimes we think, well, I don't want to get stuck there. I don't want to feel sorry for myself. I don't want to feel weak. I don't want to get stuck feeling negative. But when you actually practice this and the more you practice it, allow yourself to really feel it to its depth. They have a shelf life. It's kind of like, um, like when you watch a toddler that like they are, you know, their parents turn off the TV or something and they lose their minds. Like, what do you mean? Uh, like, And then two minutes later, they're like, I'm hungry. What's for dinner? Like, you know, just yeah. there's a shelf life there. But we've we've kind of um, gotten away from allowing ourselves, you know, to f- really actually feel our feelings to their, to, to hit the core of them. And when you do that, you get to this place where you move through it. So there's a, it's like this really remarkable, beautiful process of, of like, ah, okay, okay. So now what? Um, and then now what is that? Like, I, I would prefer not to be here, but this is where I am. So what, what do I want to do now? But it's really that first piece of like allowing that, allowing yourself to feel your emotions. Yeah. So many people, um, that's such a great point. Cause I, you know, there, there's a little, maybe like a balance. I, I think so many people, um, and, you know, and, and myself as a coach, right. We, we want to like immediately get to a solution, right. So oftentimes, um, I think unfortunately we'll, we'll maybe, even if we don't mean to, we'll f- kind of fast forward through the, through that, that feel component, right. Through actually just like being sad or being frustrated or being whatever it is you are and, and, and kind of living that out because we're, we're, we're immediately searching for a solution. And typically yeah. that, that means like a way not to feel that way. Right. Yeah. Or you're, or yes. you're, or you're afraid, like you said, I mean, you're afraid to get stuck in that, in those feelings. You're like, okay, yep. well, if I, and I, mean, I know I've been there where, you know, and I've dealt, I've been injured tons of times over my, you know, athletic career and, and I even feel like I know kind of, you know, on the surface what to do, but when it happens, I'm immediately like, well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm afraid I'm going to feel sad forever. Right. Or disheartened mm-hmm. or unmotivated or whatever. And so I look for the next thing I move to the, to the, you know, next step. And that's such a, a, a you know, just hearing you say that I was like, Oh, that's yeah. Like you should, it's not going to last forever. Right. You're not no. going to feel that way forever, even though you, you might feel like it, it could last forever. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think kind of like writing that out and giving yourself permission to to feel those things, and and, and I mean, yeah, the way you said, it, like, kind of write it to, or you know, you know, feel it all the way through. Um, 
that's such an important step that I think so many people are afraid to kind of butt up against, but it's so, it's so important, you know, and I yeah. you know I've, I've had those conversations with athletes where I'm like, okay, let's, we're just gonna, we're just gonna like shut it down for, you know, however long, say a week, two weeks, whatever. And, and you just kind of like process before we talk to doctors before, you know, or not, you know, whatever, before we really like put a, an action plan in place, just, just feel the things that you're feeling. And then we'll have really a better grasp on, you know, what our road to recovery looks like once you've kind of processed that stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that's super, super interesting. I, I guess in that same vein, I'm always interested in the, like the timeline of recovery. Um, you know, I, I think, and I know it's maybe very individualized in terms of like once, once from the time you're injured to like what that road looks like in terms of just length, you know, like how much time do we give ourselves? How much space? When do we need to push back and be maybe more proactive? Like, What are your thoughts on just like how to balance that kind of, you know, push and pull and, you know, when do we need to just kind of, you know, I don't know, suck it up and, and get to work. And then when do we need to give ourselves that space to, to feel those emotions? And I don't know, is there, or is there just like, is it totally, you know, individual and you just kind of have to see how, how it happens? Yeah, that's such a great question. It really is individual as hard, you know, as much as I want to like tell, give everyone <laughs> an answer. Right. I, I think our brains just like to seek that. I mean, you're so right. Yeah. Like our, our brains like to, they, we want the answer. We don't like uncertainty. And so we seek to take action because it alleviates our feelings of anxiety. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's, just knowing your our brains work that way can help sometimes um you, you kind of have to override that desire um to to allow yourself to go through the process so it's um you know so it's individual and i think part of it is doing um it's it's a hard balance sometimes so like someone was just posting about this and i run like a support group um called the injured athletes club me and my co-author we and co-host for the podcast we do this support group and someone was just talking about um like how do i know if I'm being too cautious, um, cause mm-hmm. one of the things athletes will go through is like, I mean, you've probably gone through this since you've been injured, whatever part of your body you've injured, there's a, a period of time. And even now actually with my, you know, some of my injuries that are, you know, a couple decades old, I'm still, anytime you yeah. feel any sensation in that part of your body, you're just on high alert and hyper aware of anything you feel in that body. And it's like, if it hasn't been injured, like when's the last time you thought about your elbow or your earlobe, you haven't. Unless right. it was in, injured and then you absolutely have. So it's just, you become hypersensitive. And so they, she was asking like, how do I know what, you know, how hard to push myself when I've got this like hypersensitivity. And so, so it's kind of, at, you know, it's working with your physical therapist and your, you know, healthcare providers. And then it's also, if you find yourself continuing to be stuck and knowing like, I know my body's ready and it's my fear holding me back, then you might look at, what some of the mental, you know, what are the mental tools I can use to help me with that process? Or if you find yourself, um, you know, feeling uh, unmotivated or depressed um, or anxious for a length of time um, where you're not doing your sport um, and not thinking about, um, you know, kind of the process of what that might look like and avoiding it. So, um, cause avoiding is another way that we try to manage anxiety. It's actually a pretty effective way of when we're just thinking about that, uh, particular emotion of anxiety, 
it feels uncomfortable. Like there's different hormones that get dumped in your body that are designed for it to feel uncomfortable so that you do something about it, right? So it's a survival, you know, um, emotion where it's like, you, there's something here you need to pay attention to and address so that you can, you know, can protect yourself in the future. Um, but that's not how we use it now. It gets triggered in different ways. But one of the most effective ways for us to deal with that feeling is to avoid the thing that's making us feel that way, which isn't always the best coping skill, um, right. but it works really well. So, um, you know, so if you find yourself avoiding things that, um, and sometimes it's a good, it's there. Sometimes it's important to have that time where you avoid. So say like, you know, if I'm working with a professional athlete and, and they just keep replaying the injury clip over and over and over, like, maybe right now you avoid social media and that's not something that you need to see. Like sometimes there's a place for avoidance as a coping skill, but other times when you see it kind of prolonging itself, like I'm not, I'm say you're a cyclist and you're like back into racing and you're just staying at the back of the pack when you know that's not how you would have raced before. Like mm -hmm. uh, you're avoiding being in the mix because maybe, you know, maybe it was in the middle of the Peloton that there was a crash and that was your injury. You know, whatever it is, like if you find yourself avoiding certain things that are keeping you from being able to pursue your goals, then it might be like, okay, it's time to think about maybe getting some extra support and tools to be able to manage what's going on in my head. Yeah. I, I think after, um, I'd be curious to just kind of get your, your thoughts, but in my experience after the, the athlete identity kind of crisis, um, I guess for lack of a better term, you know, when you're, when you're injured and what we were talking about at the beginning of our conversation, this, this component is the most, um, is kind of the second most prevalent, um, setback that I see in relation to, to, to injury or, you know, the, the kind of mental setbacks is this like, you know, it's like a, you know, so self-fulfilling prophecy or, or whatever, right. Where you, if you don't, mm. if you don't put yourself out there, um, then you're not, you're not going to get hurt. Right. Or you're not going to get, you're not going to let yourself down, or, you know, and, and, but yeah. you have to, you know, it, so I see it, it, you know, yeah, I mean, that was a great point. Like your position in a race or even like during workouts, right. Like, like just mm -hmm. being scared to, to kind of push as hard as you used to push. Yeah because you don't want to know if, if you're going to fail, right? Like yeah. it, it's easier to just reduce the power 15% and know that you can hit those numbers than, than kind of dance with, with the idea or possibility of, of not, you know, not having a, a workout that goes a hundred percent. I know, I won't even yeah. call it failure, but, um, and that's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to like make that, um, transition right like yeah. it, that's been one of the most in in with athletes who have struggled with that that's been one of the hardest things for me as a coach is like how do you kind of get that person out of their own way right and yeah. just and, and I think that you said I mean there's not like a timeline right we'd love to say like okay well six more weeks and you'll be there right because that's yeah. how we, that's how we operate right we have training plans we have schedules and periodization and all these things and totally and that, is very straightforward, but with all of this stuff, it's very nuanced. And so it's hard to figure out how to kind of get athletes to like fight a little more for it. Right. Like how do you yeah. say that and, and get someone to do that? Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, 
That's so interesting. The, the, the one kind of last thing that I, that I, that I want to ask you, um, and it's, it's kind of related to the space, um, in, um, while we're injured is, uh, I know you did a, uh, you did a podcast, um, with, uh, with David Weiss, who's, a uh, who's an Olympic skier. And, um, and he talked about one of my takeaways from that episode was he talked about kind of, uh, or you guys talked about the, the time that the time while you're injured can really be a gift, right? That we were so, uh, like we talked about, we, you know, we kind of want to fast forward through it and we want to come up with a solution. We want to get back to the schedule that we were used to having and the training. And, but if we just realize that that space can be a gift, um, I just want to like kind of quickly, what are your, I think that's such a great, it, it, just like general mindset for athletes who are struggling. Um, what are your kind of like takeaways or thoughts on just that using that time um, a, a, as a gift and not see it as, is a, you know, you sitting around getting less fit, right. Which is what I think a lot right. of think about. Yes. They're like, Oh, I'm losing fitness. But if you just, yes. Shift, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I, I'm, uh, the way I, t- um, I the, talk about in the book is uh, obstacles to opportunity. So it's, um, and it, re- and really, um, embracing that idea that, that it actually can. It doesn't feel like it when you're so consumed with all of the things that you can't do and you just don't want to be injured. But there are so many athletes that have gone through this process that have been have come out stronger mentally and physically even for it um, or just had any type of um, other gains in different areas of their life that it really can absolutely be an opportunity. Um, there's so many athletes that talk about, you know, when they're in it, just deep in, in their training that they don't have time and competition, they don't have time necessarily to work on these other areas that maybe were a little bit neglected that they could get away with. And then they worked on those areas, whether it's physical or mental, both sometimes, um, you know, so it's like someone that, you know, started to work on yoga or work on their, you know, building their core, which they were neglected. And then they, build or they work on their mental game and they build all of it back up and it, it and all of that ends up being a huge asset when they're ready to get back into their sport so it's it's really if you can um you know shift that idea of where's where's the opportunity um and think about it in in that way of looking at okay so I don't want to be injured I would certainly prefer not to have this happening but since it is what are some of the things I still can do? And are there areas that I could work on that maybe I didn't have an opportunity? Or sometimes my athletes will, you know, so you can also think about what's another area of my life that I feel like maybe I've been missing and spend a little bit of time on that and then figuring out how to bring that into the fold when I come back into training and competition. Like, um, like you know, the thing that comes to mind is I've had a couple athletes when they... um they were also artists, but they didn't, they're, you know, hadn't done their art for like 10, 20 years. Cause they kind of moved on to other things and, and then they sort of brought that back into the fold. And, um, so sometimes it's looking at another part of your identity and going, God, I've kind of missed that. Like, maybe I'll do a little bit of that, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, so many people, uh, you know, time and time again, talk about what they, they gained from it. So just knowing, you know, that that is possible. Um, that it is possible. And a lot of them will talk about too, like learning their body more and learning what was important in terms of their recovery um, 
not just like from injury, but when you're deep in your training and, you know, and what kind, what is, you need to pay attention to with your body so that you prevent injury uh, moving forward. So there's uh, as challenging as it is, and as much as you don't want it to be there, there are absolutely things you can gain from the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's such, such good advice. Like I said, I mean, I think that's where I see, um, athletes really, you know, struggle and, and kind of struggle to come to terms with that process. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's awesome. Well, uh, th thanks so much, Carrie. I, uh, appreciate, uh, your time and thanks for being on the show and, uh, we will, we will definitely have you back, uh, on endurance minded, uh, sometime in the future. Cause we didn't even, uh, we didn't even scratch the surface of, of, <laughs> of, of all of the, uh, the great, uh, great things that, uh, that we can get into. So, so thanks a lot. And, uh, and we'll, we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much for listening to Endurance Minded. Hope you enjoy my chat with Carrie. Uh, she, she has such, uh, so much insight uh, and so much to offer um, in this space. And, and we really just scratched the surface. And, um, but, but I hope you had some, uh, found some takeaways that, uh, that you can use, whether you're injured or, or just going through a low spot in your training or, or even a low spot in your, in your life. There's, um, there's mental tools uh, that we can use and ways that we can shift our perspective to make these times in the end be, be productive and, and actually add to, to our experience as, uh, as, as individuals, as athletes, uh, wherever we, we find our identity. Um, there's a lot that we can do to, to not let these things drag us down. So Definitely check out all of the things um, that Carrie has going on. Again, her book, Rebound, um, the Injured Athletes podcast. Um, she also has a support group on Facebook that she mentioned in the podcast uh, that if you're, if you're struggling with, with injury and, and have questions about how to cope with that, um, that's, a, that's a great resource as well. Uh, and then her website is carriecheadle.com, uh, where you can look into her uh, mental training packages as, as well as lots of other things that she's, she's offering. So um, she's a great resource for, for anyone who, uh, who's, who's had some, some lows uh, in, their, in their training and um, definitely use her as a resource. Again, we'll be putting all the information on how to get a hold of Carrie, how to take advantage of the discounts uh, that she's offering on her book and her mental skills packages. Uh, and the notes on the podcast. So look at that for more details. Again, as always, thomasendurancecoaching.com uh, for everything that we talk about on the podcast. Um, lots of great resources. Check out our training camp. Um, really cool stuff going up on the blog. The coaches are writing a lot of great content um, that's, that's really timely and, and really helpful. Um, so use TEC as a resource, and we will see you again next time.